Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Time to groove with Groby with the all-time great and one of only two men to run for more than 1,700 yards and pass for more than 4,000 in their UA career. Ben takes it, cuts inside of the 10 to the 5, his score, touchdown. Quinn Groby showing the great athletic ability, did it. His way. Current Razorback broadcast analyst, Quinn Grovey. Groovin' with Grovey is brought to you by Petty Gene Meats, bringing you the best smoked meats for over four generations. Ask for Petty Gene Meats and taste the difference. Hey, Quinn, how's it going? Hey, Quinn, how's it going? Whoa. Whoa. Quinn, you there? Quinn, you there? Maybe not. Maybe I should call him. Quinn sounded like me. It did. Very well, strange. A little bit of an echo. It sounds like he's connected and we're getting some feedback. Or maybe somebody is connected. Oh, it may not it's be not Quinn. Him. And we assumed that he was, yeah. yeah. All right, we'll, we'll work on Quinn while you're doing that. Got some more First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line that we need to get to. Uh, arrest warrant issued in Tampa for Antonio Brown. I haven't seen that. I'll look into That was going to be on my... Uh, Entertainment report. Okay, well, we'll save that for uh, about an hour from now. We'll get to it. Billy says, Wes, I love the Hogs, but the average season wins for the program since 2000 is six and a half. Quinn's on Tylon B. It's Quinn there. It's Quinn there. Sounds like me now. Yeah, you may be muted, Quinn. Yeah, you may be muted, Quinn. And hang up, try again, because the delay is really bad. The delay is really bad. All right. Uh, Back to Billy. He says, uh, average wins six and a half since 2000. We are who we are. We are the Mississippi schools. Should be trading going back and forth between six, eight, nine wins each year. Nine wins last year. Probably set expectations too high this season. Totally disagree with Clint Sterner, who said Arkansas should win eight every year. I mean, eight's a good goal. I'm not. I don't know if I'd say they should win every year, but if Coach Pittman can get the program where he thinks he can get it, then eight wins I think is the goal. And then you hope you get nine, ten, or something like that. Um, I. There you go. Quinn says he's back. Try him again. We'll get Quinn's thoughts on this. Hey, Quinn, you there? Hey, Quinn, you there? I am. All right, there he is. Turn him way up. You're low. You're low. Hey, you know what? Let's scratch this. Hey, call in to the hotline. Let me line. call him, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna, Christian's, calling yeah, yeah. calling you right now. Christian's calling you right now. Okay. All right, great. You can kill that. You can kill that. Thank you. That was bad. That was, that was annoying radio. Give uh, Quinn a call. Um, back to Billy. I, there are going to be years that Arkansas will be in play for this 12-team. We've seen that with Petrino. They're, you're going to have a chance to get there to 10 wins. 10 wins will get you in the playoff most of the time. Um, that needs to be the I mean, high-water mark right there. Get in it. That's the goal that they're trying to reach. Get to 10 wins, get into the 12-team playoff. This opens it up, and this becomes a much more um, obtainable goal than going 11-1 and and being in the 14 playoff. They've had some opportunities where they would have been one of the top four teams in the country years ago, but uh, it's few and far between. It's like once a decade. But by going to 12, it does expand it and open it up for Arkansas and increase their chances. 
Uh, did I miss y'all talking about Devo uh, or talking to Devo? You did not miss it. He missed it, but we've rescheduled 1145. All right. Third time, third time of the charm. Quinn? I'm here, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay. Uh, we've been talking, obviously, about the 12-team playoff. Does this excite you? Absolutely. Absolutely. It gives you an opportunity. It gives teams that are ranked in the top 12 an opportunity to compete. And uh, I think if you're an Arkansas Razorback fan, you've got to be excited about that. Uh, it's going to take, you know, one of those seasons where you're you're playing really well, you know, maybe a two-loss, one-loss type season to get into the playoff. But we've, we've done it over the course of time, and I believe that uh, this football team can do it again. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. And then once you get in there and you start playing on campus, sight uh, in that first round and see what happens and, I take it from there. Yeah, it gives everybody hope. Once you get to the dance, you got a chance. But right now, it's, it's so hard to even get into it. It's so hard to even think about it as a as a realistic opportunity. But you expand the twelve. Yeah, I think that's. I think college football is doing the right thing because that's really going to take it to a, another level. Yeah, you almost have to be perfect, Quinn, uh, to get there. If you're not one of the, you know, the the Alabamas, the Clemsons, uh, yeah. the Ohio State, you you got to almost be perfect like TCU to get in there. Uh, and now yeah. you don't have to be perfect, and I think that helps with the psyche of a team, the morale. That if you lose a game to an Alabama, it's not like early on or any loss to somebody. It's like, well, we're done. We have no chance of winning, you know, being in a four-team playoff. Now you have that carrot still to dangle out there, and the coaches can use it and say, guys, we, we still got an opportunity. Let's go. Yeah, I, I think you're right about that. But I also think two things can be true. I think the four teams that they pick are probably the best four teams that have a realistic opportunity of, of winning it right now. So I don't think that's really going to change. You, I mean, you just get an opportunity to compete against them. But the Georgias, the, the, the Alabamas, uh, those teams are always going to be up there with a greater opportunity of winning it. But, I mean, if you're a team like Arkansas, you play in the same conference as them, so it's not like you're, you're afraid of them, even though you hadn't beaten Alabama in a long time. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it's one of those things that gives you a lot of hope, and you never know what could happen. I mean, injury, you know. <laughs> people opting out. I mean, you just never know what people may do. Um, and, and, and actually, I think that will probably be better for the college game because I think if you're in the college football playoff, players are going to be less likely to opt out of games uh, versus what they're doing now with bowl games that they deem really doesn't matter. Quinn, uh, of course, the discussion right now and a lot of this week is where Arkansas will go bowling. Where do you want to go? Where do you hope they go? Well, I, I mean, I think it's one of three spots. I, you know, I know Vegas is high on the priority list, and I know Memphis is right there as well as Houston. So I think it'll be one of those three. Um, you know, I'm not sure what Greg Sankey is thinking in the SEC office, and I'm sure they're they're kind of putting all that information together where coaches and ADs want to go and what they want to do. Um, but they'll take a look at that and make the, make the right decision. So I, I think it's going to be Vegas. Memphis or Houston, and I, I think it's in that order, really. Okay, I was about to say, all right. In the spirit of Vegas, give me some odds. What are the odds on those three games? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. Again, I think I think Vegas is 
is is an area they want to go to. But I, and Memphis is gaining a lot of momentum, and Memphis makes a lot of sense for Arkansas every year. I mean, but you, I mean, you don't want to be six and six every year. But we we love the bowl game every time we have an opportunity to go to Memphis. So I love that as an opportunity because it's an easy drive. The people over there treat you really good. I love the fact that you got Bill Street, uh, where where both fan fan bases can congregate. Uh, you know, you get in, you get into places like Vegas and, and Houston. Everybody's so spread out. It's like it's big city stuff. And so I love those bowl destinations that give you a chance to get together and uh, you know celebrate both fan bases. So Memphis always checks the box uh, there. So uh, you know, from an odd standpoint, I, I don't know what I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, you know, we're just going to have to wait till Sunday and see. Uh, but I, I think I think Arkansas will be fine with Vegas or Memphis or Houston. Quinn Grovey with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Thanks to our friends at Petty Jean Meats. Uh, Quinn, uh, I've, I've moved on from uh, the Missouri game. Honestly, is there? <laughs> I mean, it, it, disappointing. I mean, that's just it. Just kind of sums up the uh, the season. A disappointing season, and that was a disappointing game to to finish it off. What does this offensive line need to do to take the next step? Well, I mean, you had four returning starters uh, from a team that led the SEC in rushing coming back this year, and, and so you you would think that the offensive line is a a uh, big time strength. And so this year, I, I still say the offensive line um, did a really really nice job, and you had in Luke Jones to give you your five, but. Um, when you have a, a injured quarterback in KJ, that that really changes the dynamic of what you do. Your run game is predicated on your offensive line winning the battle at the point of attack with the inside zone, outside zone, G power, all that. And then the thing that really scares defenses is the quarterback run. And so when you can incorporate that at a high level, and when I say high level, I'm talking about KJ anywhere from 13 to 18 carries then that puts the defense in a a much difficult, much more difficult position. Arkansas in several games were not able to really employ the quarterback run game the way they wanted to. And so I, I think that that really, you know, compounds your problems at the offensive line. And you, we talked about, you know, Liberty being able to create lost yardage plays, uh, LSU being able to create lost yardage plays, those types of things. And, but again, I, I always go back to the fact that when when teams are, are being quick off the line of scrimmage and really trying to create lost yardage plays, that's because they they don't fear the option, they don't fear the zone read, they don't fear the quarterback run, because you have to play responsibility football to do it. You can't just shoot off into a gap, and if you're reading something on the backside, I mean, it could be a home run. So. Uh, I, I think that that's the biggest thing. I think the health of the quarterback is really impacted how this offensive line can really uh, make. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, Rocket is still killing. Rocket had a great year. This offensive line still had a great year. But the way Arkansas really employs their run game, it's a dual-pronged approach that really gives defense a fit. And then you add the RPO behind it. So, uh, yeah, I just don't think that the skill people, and when I say skill people, I'm saying KJ, he was a little banged up, and I don't think he was able to operate the way he wanted to because when he was healthy, 
they operated at a high level. Is uh, one of the priorities for the offseason bringing in a uh, backup quarterback? Man, I tell you, when you look at the roster, yeah, I mean, I, I would say yeah. Yeah, I mean, you lose Malik and, um, you know, Cade has, has had some opportunities. Um, then you got Cade Renfro and you got Riker. I mean, yeah, I think you've got to find somebody that is willing to uh, to come in. KJ is going to be your guy. Somebody that comes in is going to have to be able to understand that KJ Jefferson is going to be the quarterback, and I believe he's coming back. So I mean, I think I think we get all the NIL stuff out of the way. We get that taken care of. KJ is going to be more valuable to the Arkansas Razorbacks versus being you know you know somebody you know second or third team quarterback in the NFL. So I think that he comes back. Uh, but if you can get somebody that can come in and really see the vision of understanding that KJ's got one more year, and then maybe I have an opportunity to take over. So whoever you get to come in will be critical. But then you got Malachi Singleton coming in, mm-hmm. uh, one of the freshmen, uh, that, that, or one of the, the younger quarterbacks that will be coming in. But I, I'm intri- I, look, I'm intrigued by uh, you know, Jacoby Criswell. I'm, I'm intrigued by that as a potential person who can help you out. I don't know if he's going to come to Arkansas or not. I know we have not seen him play at North Carolina, so I don't know how happy he is, but I've been hearing rumblings about him potentially coming back. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. But he could be one of those guys that could uh, bridge that gap, be the guy after KJ, and then you know help Malachi get ready to go as well. Quinn Grovey with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Uh, Quinn, any uh, transfers, guys going into the portal that's uh, concerned you so far? No, I mean, no, no, no. I, I, mean, I think the only one you, you really got to be concerned about. Now, look, trust me. I mean, we, we care about everybody at the University of Arkansas, but, you know, some of them are leaving, and you've got to have great roster management. You've got to be able to make tough decisions. The problem with the portal is everybody in the portal believes that they're a starter. And, and so that's going to be the thing that's really going to cause a lot of problems for people that are in the portal. But the biggest thing for me is, is probably Slusher. I mean, Slusher is a guy, and I put him in that category of Fouché and Brooks, a guy who could really continue to help you. Um, I mean, an athletic guy. But so I, I so when I look at the portal and the people that are left, I think that that is really the one that you you know you got to look at and go, okay, yeah, he probably he probably could help you at some some point in time. And and uh, but again, I'm not sure why he jumped in the portal. So I haven't talked to him, so I don't even know. Uh, but he feels like he needs to go find another home. Quinn, would uh, you know a Criswell? Would that hurt you with Singleton? Because you know, maybe they're telling him you come in here, sit a year, and then you're ready to go after that one year. Nah, I don't. I don't, I don't think so. I don't. I mean, I don't think. I mean, how many years was will uh, Jacoby have remained? I, I, don't, I don't even know what what yeah. what class is he. What class is he? I think he's a junior. Is he really? Okay. Oh, see. Maybe okay, he redshirted. So I'm sure he redshirted a Maybe year, a and then he got a COVID year. Yeah. Uh, it's so yeah. hard these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got you. You'll have seventh and eighth year seniors by the time things are over with. But uh, you know, it, it hasn't worked out for him over there in, no. in, in North Carolina. And 
I mean, I mean, this could be a situation where you can look at the long game, where you don't have to put a guy like Malachi Singleton in a spot where he has to start as a freshman or what have you. So this could be a, a great spot for him to come in and, and, and get back to his home state. I, I love the home state thing because now you get to start formulating relationships with everybody across the state. And the one thing I tell people all the time is you got four or five years to, to really create relationships that's going to allow you to provide for your family in a meaningful way. So, hey, you went to North Carolina. We understand you did that because you thought that was the best thing for you. But come on back, help this home state school, start building those relationships and know that you'll be able to provide for your family. And so I, I think that's one of the things that Jacoby Criswell, he, he fits in that category that will allow him to have an opportunity to potentially be a starter at some point in time after KJ and uh, bridge the gap for Malachi. Yeah, and to be fair to Jacoby Criswell, when he went there, Sam Howell was the quarterback, and he was thought of as a first-round pick at one point. He ended up being a fifth-rounder. And then now they got Drake May, who could possibly be the first overall pick in a couple years. So it's not like he's sitting behind some chumps. He's sitting behind actual NFL players. But that's the thing about it, though. When they recruit you, I mean, they recruited him after Sam Howell thinking maybe Jacoby was going to be the guy. They're always recruiting somebody to be better. They're always recruiting somebody to take your place. And I think in the time now with NIL and roster management, coaches are going to have a quicker hook, and I think players are going to have a quicker hook as well. So, uh, uh, yeah, and when they recruited Jacoby, they thought that maybe he was going to be the guy. And then Drake comes in and, and fills the show. So they're always looking for somebody to replace you, and that's, that's probably one of the most difficult things you have to deal with. By the way, Criswell was a true freshman in 2020, the COVID year. He played in six games for North Carolina. 2021, he appeared in four games uh, for North Carolina, and then, of course, this year, 2022. So, <clears throat> really, he could uh, have the COVID year of 2020 – and 2021, this year could count as a red shirt year, and so he could be really a sophomore next year. But you know, I mean, but I hadn't seen much on it, Wes. I mean, I'm just thinking about you know players who would come to Arkansas. I mean, has people talked about him coming to to, to Arkansas? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and look, I looked on his Twitter account, and the, the most recent people he started following were members of the Arkansas media and the Arkansas coaches, and so that just kind of flamed the uh, the, the oh, fires. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, man, that's, that's good. Man. That that would be a great opportunity for him to come here. And you, you know a guy like that would always want to, to be a Razorback. So, uh, yeah, he can, he can sit behind KJ for a year and, and be able to take off and do his own thing. Quinn, uh, real quick, uh, championship weekend, uh, LSU and Georgia. Does LSU have a chance? What do you think? No, I think spread is like 17 and a half. Yep. I would take Georgia all day long. And, and we did that on my podcast. We we we, uh, we, rate, uh, we we picked all the championship games. And I think LSU, with the way they play against A&M, yeah, they're going to run into that. They're going to run into that Georgia dog, and it's it's going to be a home game for Georgia. That's going to be bad for LSU. Mm. All right, what about U, USC Utah? Uh, that's the one I you know I struggle with it because I love Cam Rising from Utah. I think he's one of the the, the best quarterbacks in the country. He's one of the toughest minded quarterbacks in the country, but they, they they find a way to lose some games that they shouldn't lose. 
they did beat USC on a two-point conversion, which was very, very, uh, you know, tough. But I think this weekend, I think if USC, I, I, there's no way that Lincoln Riley is going to uh, allow that to happen. The only, the only concern I have, Wes, is that Caleb Williams, who is the Heisman front runner, decides that he needs to continue to find more Heisman moments. And, 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 and drop back and dance. And he did a lot of that against Notre Dame, probably too much for my liking. Um, and, you know, if he does that, you know, that could be a problem, even though Notre Dame couldn't tackle it. But uh, I, I just, if he plays within the system, I think USC wins the game. Glenn, thanks. Enjoy championship weekend. Enjoy uh, having your first weekend off in a while. And uh, we'll talk about a bowl next time. All right, fellas. Y'all take care. Thanks, Gwen.